Welcome to the Misophonia Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 23. My name is Adil Ahmad, and I have Misophonia. This is a special episode. My guest has an Instagram account that is known to many of you at Misophonia Memes. She's the French-American New Yorker, Chloe, or Chloe, as most of you Americans will say it, and you'll hear me accidentally say it in this interview. This is a rare opportunity to hear her story, her coping tips, her thoughts on the Misophonia community, and the advice that she shares with people who reach out. Misophonia Memes is not her main deal, not by a mile. She's quite a multi-talented individual, uh, acting, singing, hosting her own podcasts, and I have a lot of links where you can see what she's up to, so please follow her on her uh, social media, on her personal accounts, and you can join the conversation uh, when this episode goes live. I'll be, of course, tagging her wherever I post this. Remember, I'm at uh, Misophonia Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, and Misophonia Show on Elon Musk's new social media app. Once again, thanks for the incredible ongoing support of our Patreon supporters. Uh, if you feel like contributing, you can read all about it at patreon.com slash Podcast. One of the best ways to actually just get the word out is leave a quick review or rating wherever you listen to this show. And also, I hope that you share this uh, amazing episode with Chloe on your social media. All right. Uh, enjoy this treat. This is the legendary mind behind Misophonia Memes, Chloe. Welcome to the podcast. Good to get to finally have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, why don't you tell some people I'm sure listening uh, kind of know who you are. Do you want to kind of share a little bit uh, where where you're located? And, and I, we'll get into kind of like what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you made me feel like a celebrity. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised, still living in Brooklyn, New York. Um, the things that I do, I act, I sing, I make TikToks. I run the Misophonia Memes Instagram account, famously. Yeah, everyone's, um, <laughs> everyone's, like, everyone's clapping right now, <laughs> listening. Oh, you know, it's crazy because I have been doing it for a couple of years. I started it with um, like a, a friend from college mm. and I genuinely did not think that as many people would care as they did. And so it's been a really fun journey of kind of learning that people care about it as much as I do. So do you create them? You do the whole whatever photoshopping or creation yourself? Like these are all purely original? I do, yeah. Nice. I, I have a, there's, I forget what it's called right now, but there's an app that has like meme templates. Mm -hmm. I'll like go through it or if I see a meme online that I think is funny, I'll find it and then like find an empty template and then come up with a joke that I hope yeah. people will laugh at <laughs> no then, i mean it seems like it, yeah it's like being done professionally and like like you know entire oh, teams sad. are sitting in brooklyn oh um, no <laughs> so it feels uh, like there's a little team of people in my brain yeah well yeah we'll get into our our, <laughs> our inner monologue our later. yeah sure <laughs> right but uh no that's cool yeah and, and uh yes yeah, so, and that just kind of grew it's it's interesting because you know everyone's like looking for, talking about how they're looking for like serious information and research and here like mm -hmm. the, one of the most popular um accounts is like just throwing <laughs> these hilarious jokes around and did you grow up just you like know, you know hashtags and all that stuff and just i th i think yeah, so i think be. honestly i it's been a couple years and i knew about misophonia for a really i should I get into the origin story? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, please. Jump topics. Um, <laughs> I I first noticed it when I was about 13. 
Um, and I think a couple years later, maybe the definition kind of became more popular. Yeah. Um, I'm 25 now for whoever wants to do that math. Um, yeah. And so that's probably around <laughs> when the New York Times article came out, right? Yeah. Around yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was one of those people who Googled it and I was like, oh, yeah, 100% feel comfortable diagnosing myself with this. <laughs> like to yeah. a T, this is me. Um, so I got really passionate about it because mine is pretty bad. I mean, I, I'm lucky to be able to leave the house. And I think a lot of people don't know that I have it, which I think means that I'm good at hiding it, I guess. Yeah, um, a lot of us are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's manageable, but it is still all day, every day for me. Um, so it was something I was really thinking about a lot. And then in high school, I had a class about, I think it was called like neuropsychology. And I was talking to the teacher about it. They had no idea what it was, of course. And I just started getting really invested in like trying to learn more about it. So in college, I like took a psychology class and wrote a paper about it. And then in a film class, I tried to make a little film class about it. I was just like constantly yeah trying to get people to care or to know about it and then i i like to think of myself as a funny person um and i figured that people aren't as interested in just like factual information they usually like to laugh and also for all of us who have it it sucks so much that it's like fun to laugh about it or it fun to feel like you can relate right? yeah exactly exactly and like how often are we laughing when we have misophonia, like never, right. <laughs> like right. literally never. Um, so it started off as me venting with my friend. Um, and also the fact that I was friends with this person. <laughs> I don't know if I should like say her name, but she's a lovely person. Um, we were friends for years and neither of us knew that the other person had it. Mm -hmm. And then she mentioned something about eating and all my friends were like, oh my God, do you have misophonia? Chloe has misophonia. And then we were like, what? <laughs> um, and so it became like a way to talk to somebody else about it and to vent. And now it's just like, now I just do it for fun. But I'm yeah. so happy people like it. It makes me really happy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. Uh, yeah, I hope you, hope you keep doing that. Yeah, as soon as one, anytime I... Uh, well, yeah, um, oh, I know one of your. I know you've created a new meme because I see it on like multiple accounts. <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> blows up immediately. Um, That's so sweet. <laughs> and 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 yes. Yeah, so then I guess maybe continuing to go back, like uh, mm -hmm. uh, before, you know, before there. Well, you said you've had it since you were thirteen. Do you remember anything before then, or kind of what were some of the events and who were the people? Like you know, all the my usual <laughs> curiosity. Yeah, of course. Here. No, of course. I honestly, I love listening to your podcast and hearing about them because it genuine like sometimes i cry i get so like it's so oh, yeah. exciting Me to too. hear yeah like oh my gosh they experienced that too um my my first memory is actually a really strong one um i know some people don't remember their first ones but mine is like <laughs> etched mm. in my brain mm. um i was in the car with my family and my dad was tapping on the steering wheel and he's a drummer and <laughs> <laughs> you know tapping along to the radio and for some reason, I wanted to like rip all my skin off and escape my body. Like I just, yeah. I couldn't handle the sound and I, I didn't know why, but I needed it to stop. And I didn't feel comfortable saying that. So I was just sitting in the back seat of the car with my brother next to me, just like 
pushing my fingers so deeply into my ears that it was like making them bleed and I was Oof. crying and I was like my brother was like what the heck is going on with this girl like yeah. what is wrong with her um I think because I had such like because I experienced it so intensely I think that's why I remember it so clearly mm -hmm. um and my mom noticed and I, I'm not to put ideas in her head, but I, I'm assuming she was like, uh oh, I know what this is because she actually has it too. Oh, really? She does. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm of the camp that thinks it's genetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay. So, and, yeah. And, and so it was, it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, your dad was a drummer. It's probably not, it was probably not the first time he was tapping on in something. Do you know, like, no, and I, what? I really think that I was fine before that. Yeah. Yeah, but something just switched something, in the brain or something pushed you something over. Something was different that day. Yeah. yeah. I'm always interested to hear what people think causes it because the fact that it's like a light switch for so many of us is so interesting. Yeah, that's why I was kind of poking around because, yeah, whenever somebody says that, I'm like, well, it doesn't seem like anything drastically new happened sometimes it's like yeah, uh, yeah i've heard multiple cases of like uh, a grand a close grandparent passing away and then the funeral sounds start mm. to do it and so you know then you can be kind of like okay well maybe there's some that trauma and there's I've, right. you know, if you've heard the episodes there's tons of trauma that's been happening well Absolutely. that is that happened to people um yeah just curious if there's any did you move somewhere obviously well you're in brooklyn <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound my like whole life, it, yeah. <laughs> it was probably um well and then i had a recent person suggest maybe well she said that um it seems to be very tied to her hormone hormones and obviously you know being mm. around that age maybe it's just something invisible was happening yeah i, guess, I, that, I honestly i i wish i could be a fly on the wall in that memory because mm -hmm. i'm sure there are things that were happening other than that event that I truly yeah. cannot remember. Yeah. yeah. And it could be, could be external, it could be internal. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It's so interesting. And then your mom, did she just uh, suddenly get into like, uh, get into uh, um, go, go mode and just kind of start to try to <laughs> help out or was it like, well, I think, uh, I think she noticed that I didn't want to say anything, which to this day mm. is still a huge thing for me. I, I hate telling people that I have it. I hate telling people, Hey, could you um, maybe not mm -hmm. because I'm gonna cry? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I think she noticed that, and I think she she kind of tried to quietly tell my dad to stop. Mm. And it was like that for years. I think. I mean, it was it was kind of like not a big thing that we talked about, but at a certain point, when it became clear that it wasn't an isolated event and when i like ran to her and was like look there's a word for this she was like oh okay we can let's talk about this <laughs> you know like, yeah this is a thing now which so i think was exciting not... for her too because she right. didn't know what her thing was yeah okay yeah that's mm -hmm. interesting yeah she she'd had it and then you guys were able to talk about it once you read about it and uh um Oh, yeah, interesting. Hey, what about your, okay, so you're the other person, the car, your brother. Um, mm -hmm. How how has he been, I guess, since, um, you know, you hear a lot about um, sibling teasing and whatnot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was there a bit of that going on after, um, you know, after that day? Mm -hmm. I think initially it was probably hard for him to understand because I also wasn't expressing myself clearly. Like, I wasn't like, you know, there's tapping on the wheel and it's bothering me. 
I think I was just like crying for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so I think at the beginning he was like, am I doing something? What's wrong with her? What's going on? But when I grew up and explained myself properly, he was, he's so supportive. He's like the most wonderful, supportive. He's always trying to make sure that he's not making a bothersome sound around me. And I'm one of the people who like family chewing sounds are really significantly mm -hmm. more difficult for me. So we try to watch TV while we eat. We try to put on music. Like they're, they're really, really understanding. And it's very lovely. Also, my brother's eight years older. So like okay, around that so time, he, he went to college. So we didn't okay. live, live together very much after that. Yeah. So he's more mature. I don't um, oh yeah sure yeah mature lot <laughs> but he had the head start i guess of being older okay yeah cool. quote unquote more mature sure 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 yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course um and so how did you how did you so it seems like you were it was was it because of the support of your family that you were able to kind of like express it better and not kind of maybe you know lash out as a lot of people do um i'm curious what, did your mom kind of help you there just um uh, be able to manage it better i think i I, I might, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. I, I still have trouble not lashing out, honestly. But I think the fact that nobody made fun of me, I think that was a really, really, really big deal for me. And mm -hmm. also something that was really interesting for me when people started to notice the meme account and they would comment things like, you know, their experiences with people making fun of them or, you know, yeah. as you've heard many times on this podcast, like, making the noises on purpose to bother people. Right. I honestly never had that. Not in my family, not in my college roommates who I felt like I needed to tell about it. Mm. Uh, nobody. Everybody was super understanding. And I even had a roommate in college <laughs> and I like tell her this all the time, how much this meant to me. But one time I was being really, I, I just felt so guilty that I had asked them like, to not eat chips around me or something mm -hmm. like that. And she was like, well, of course. I mean, if someone was telling you that they had a trigger for something with a different mental disorder, like, of course we would all take it seriously. Like, of course we would accommodate because why would we ever want to purposefully put you in such an uncomfortable and painful situation? And she said it so matter-of-factly, like it was so obvious to her that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess this is like, something that we deserve to have taken seriously so yeah. I, i've truly had only incredibly lovely people in my life so i maybe that that has probably helped i think yeah that's fantastic and, and i hope yeah. one day one day we you know Shout out everyone to that friend. kind of yeah exactly <laughs> and i hope um you know yeah more people um, um become like that friend uh, yeah. and, and we're not you know this one is the, not the kind of the ugly dunkling of uh, mental health disorders um, I know it's so sad. <laughs> and uh, but but you said you know you still kind of uh, lash out sometimes. So there is that that constant struggle. I'm like that. I'm sure we all face. Have have there mm -hmm. been situations maybe with strangers that it's been uh, bursting? Oh. You know, Chloe's been bursting at the seams. My because uh, your your profession that. is. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I I cut all that stuff out anyways. Um, I know I your, figured you would, but I was like, yeah. I don't want to make this sound for you either. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Well, you know. Okay. As, okay. You know, I think I got it. Misophone and misophone, uh, you know, I don't know. How, well, you've been around other misophones, but somehow, like, just having another misophone around, like, the, at least for me, the triggers are not 
quite the same as when mm. a, you know it's a complete stranger and i feel like they have right. you know they're doing something to attack me i feel like that threat yeah. level is not there defcon level whatever is not quite the same <laughs> oh yeah well i feel like that's also probably for me with strangers on the subway especially <laughs> i mean i haven't gone on the subway much since right. you know that that big old disease happened um, yeah 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 <laughs> but i it's like that crazy thing where you're in a public space and someone is doing something like for me a weird one is um like newspapers mm. I, I just don't like someone crinkling a newspaper constantly and that happens a lot on the subway as you would imagine right and i was like glared yeah. at these people who are doing absolutely nothing wrong they're just reading the newspaper but my brain yeah. is like they're doing this to like harm you. They hate you. How could they? You know. Well, the way they twist the paper, I mean, they they don't really. Yeah, you're need, right. You're right. You know, yeah, you're you know, right. They yeah. could just they... hold the paper, and it's actually easier <laughs> for them to read because it's not constantly moving. Oh, but people like skim it. You know, they'll skim yeah. a section and then constantly fold it. Oh, oh, right. Absolutely not. So I've never had. Um, I've never uh, hurt anyone. I don't think that's very common. I've never like really yelled at someone I my 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 outbursts are more just like moodiness the crying glare. needing okay. to leave the glare yeah. for sure the glare yeah. oh the glare yeah <laughs> yeah but I feel so guilty about it it's like you know I've had it for over a decade I'm yeah. at the point where I'm kind of like you know what they're not doing this to hurt you like they don't even know that you're bothered by this so let's take it down a notch <laughs> you know has the has the guilt been um you know we all yeah a lot of a lot of feel that guilt and it's multiple things mm -hmm. it's like not wanting to be you know not wanting to like impose on somebody maybe um not maybe um seeing that it's causing distress in the other person have you seen yeah. that like where it's kind of uh caused distress in the other person where they're they feel bad and then you feel oh, bad and then that oh, cycle gosh, yeah. continues to go oh it's horrendous absolutely that especially i mean especially since i have such understanding people in my life mm -hmm. the point to which they're like oh no did i did i do something that was terrible for you you know then i'm then i go on the you know i go like i swing fully the opposite way and i'm like no keep eating i, I don't care i'm sorry <laughs> like right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. please no. <laughs> yeah i think we're all we're all kinds of, do you um and then for i guess for you know coping mechanisms mechanisms mm -hmm. i'm assuming it's like you know the, the earbuds the the leaving you said um, yes is it do you tell you try to tell yourself anything to kind of prepare for situations where maybe you don't have those earbuds to kind of like because i mean i think with your you know with some of your jobs you're probably mm -hmm. it's a lot about just attitude and personality right i think I, i've talked to another <laughs> um actress and um mm -hmm. uh model before and it's it's a, it's a lot about vibes so it's like it, that must be even tougher i mean i can't imagine like you, you know, know being triggered and then trying yeah to, you know it's it's you know. it's actually it's really interesting when when i was in college i did not have earbuds mm -hmm. because i didn't i don't know i i was in not in denial that I had it. I knew that I had it, but I was in denial that there was any type of way that I could help myself. Mm. I just kind of assumed this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. I have to suffer through it. And I would be in, I, I, I minored in psychology because I was interested in this stuff. And I would be in like 200 person lectures where everyone's on a computer typing. 
and it would be hell. Like I would be counting down the minutes. I couldn't hear a word the teacher was saying. I would, you know, run to the bathroom every three minutes to like hyperventilate. Mm. So the fact that I got through that with, without earbuds, I, I, I bought earbuds like a year ago, actually. And now I'm a little worried because I can like barely take them off because they're so great. But I've noticed that for things like acting and modeling and singing, I'm so excited about what I'm doing and I'm so focused on what I'm doing and happy to be there that I usually honestly don't even notice triggers, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, well, that's nothing get like stress exacerbates things. So if you mm -hmm. can obviously focus on the good parts of what you're doing, maybe that can help. Um, yeah, yeah. And if it does, like, then just you grab know, it. When, the, when the vibes are <laughs> <Yeah>. good, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I, I have to admit, though, I this hasn't happened in a really long time, but I was actually in a play. What was it? This past weekend, two weekends ago, something like that. And during our tech rehearsal, there was someone in the back of the theater eating a bag of chips like open mouthed and i was on stage listening to another actor and i like was like quietly crying <laughs> like yeah yeah and it's really bizarre because usually acting is my happy place and usually i don't even notice those things but for some reason it was like you know it was a rehearsal and the mm -hmm. whole theater was dead silent except for one person like attacking a bag of chips yeah and I was like, oh, no, I don't want this to in start infiltrating my happy place. Like, no. Right, right. right. <laughs> it was crushing. That's just a really specific recent example. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, did Otherwise, you, you should be good. Yeah, okay. But you were able to get no, through. And, honestly, no? yeah, but because but he stopped. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we're all... I think we all surprise ourselves with what we're capable of getting through sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. like you think you can't, you think you can't, you feel like the world is caving in. Everything is the worst it's ever going to be. It's never going to end. And then it ends and you're like, okay, I did that. Right. Yeah. I made it's it through. Yeah. The, <laughs> the light switch is pretty quick, right? Yeah. Once you, once you get out of a situation too, it's like, it's almost like, what was problem um <laughs> unless you're in a car was i bothered <laughs> yeah. ears, but, but uh yeah <laughs> i think so it's true. probably how quickly our brain wants to just get over move on <laughs> i know situation. Right? i feel like um, if it didn't do that we probably wouldn't be able to go outside again right right you know where our brains yeah. have to be like no 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 it was fine you can go back out you're good right right <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, so those are right. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess meeting other people. So, uh, I mean, in you, you had that one friend that you started uh, Miss Funny Memes with. Have you, mm -hmm. and, you know, in your advocacy and like in real life, have you kind of, uh, you like spreading the word New York <laughs> and just kind of uh, everyone... Catch me on the street corners yeah, handing yeah. out flyers. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm just um, like day to day or do you, do you kind of bump into more and more people. I'm sure a lot of people reach out online and that must be rewarding in itself. Honestly, it is so, it's so rewarding. Well, I've had a couple of people, I've had a couple of people who know me find out that I have it and then reach out to me and be like, I have this too. And it's always like, just <laughs> the most exciting thing ever. I, it's, it's weird because you don't want to celebrate it. 
<laughs> like right, I'm very right. I'm very sad when people have misophonia because this is like really the worst thing ever. However, it's so exciting to have someone that you know be like, we're quietly struggling with the same thing. How cool is that? Yeah. Um, but the the DMs on the misophonia memes account is genuinely I, it's like hard to describe how meaningful it is. But it it's I mean I'm I'm a I'm a person I'm like you know living in my parents' home like on my phone, and I don't really think that I'm making that much of an impact. But then I get these DMs about people talking about how they learned about what it was through the account, how they're so excited to be interacting with other people in the comments, how they're they're building their own little groups online and they're meeting people and they felt so alone and and now they don't. Uh, oh, it's so emotional. But it's like, that is so deeply powerful to know that people are struggling with the same thing that you're struggling with. And that all these thoughts in your head that you kind of hate yourself for having, other people are having. And it kind of, at least for me, it, it took it, it took all this pressure off of me, in which I was like, you know, I'm, I'm such a problem. I'm never going to be lovable because everyone around me is always going to have to cater to me. And that's so mm -hmm. awful for everyone else. And it took that a little bit off my shoulders because I was like, this is something that so many people are quietly experiencing and I wouldn't ever judge them for having it. So why am I judging myself for having it? You know, it, it was so deeply insane <laughs> yeah. to have that many people talking to me about it and validating it for myself and for them and also just like thanking me for laughing which is like the the best we yeah, love that's laughter. a true gift yeah absolutely yeah, it's medicine yeah. right yeah uh, a lot of us are, are comedians and, and are practically comedians <laughs> i mean <laughs> um, uh, gene gregory puts on a comedy festival i mean the, the, the current episode right now with mary rachel is hilarious mm -hmm. and there's there's uh, martha who's actually in new york is hilarious uh yeah Yay. and just kind of get gets this gets this through and, and i'm sure it's therapy for you like you like you said right i mean absolutely um i've also i haven't been to therapy for this which i was doing I the don't, next question. i don't <laughs> yeah i don't recommend that i do think that people should go to therapy i had I had what was it, like two or three negative experiences with therapists and that mm. unfortunately should not have deterred me as much as it did, but it really did. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is not for me at the moment. I will, <laughs> I yeah. will go when I, when I am ready. Do you went um, specifically looking for help for misophonia to a therapist? I did. I, yeah. in college, I, at a certain point, the, honestly, the reason that I didn't major in psychology was because of misophonia. I, I really was struggling to do well on those exams because mm. I was having so much trouble paying attention in class, which was sad because I loved the topic and I really was otherwise engaged. But yeah. being in those classrooms was it was like impossible for me to learn. So I just did a minor and not a major. But at a certain point, I was like, OK, maybe I should take this seriously. So I went to the Office of Disability Services and I explained to them <laughs> what misophonia was. It turns out that another person had actually come in for the same reason, but they didn't really know how to help or what they could do. So they tried, but basically what they offered me was that I was allowed to sit in the lecture and record it so that I could 
go back to my dorm later and like re-listen to it. <laughs> but I still needed to attend the class for attendance purposes. <laughs> so let me get this straight. They want you to <laughs> yeah, <it> uh, didn't. <laughs> sit there, listen to the triggers, record uh -huh. it, go home, listen yep. to the triggers again. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. I, you know, it's funny because I tried to explain that to them and they didn't really get it, but you immediately understood the problem with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is validating. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was their main advice. So that wasn't very helpful, but also part of the process for being registered with the Office of Disability Services was to have an evaluation with the school psychologist and then another evaluation with an outside psychologist or therapist. Um, so I had to meet with the school's person. And then I also mm. had to like find and fund someone from outside of school. Yourself. And, yep. And both of those meetings went really poorly. The, I think the, the outside therapist said something along the lines of like, wow, that's, such an isolating thing to be going through you must be so lonely like are you worried about being alone forever oh and i was like God. i might <laughs> i might leave <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think this is i don't think this is right i think it's tough to have someone who doesn't know anything about what you're going through be in the position of having to guide you through it you know i think that what you're what that person said is it's probably the i would think that's kind of the on the on uh psychiatry 101 that's like the first day <laughs> list of things not to say <laughs> i know and she had such a nice office too it was so misleading i really thought it was going to be good yeah it's usually those ones <laughs> um in the flat iron district or something or yeah uh, they're like just there for the paycheck yeah um <laughs> uh, interesting okay so and and since then have you have you have you bothered to go back and try i mean it, I, from what i've heard it's like yeah you have to like do your full legwork and research ahead of time to make sure right person knows what they're talking about honestly i i do recommend it for other people i think therapy is incredible and amazing and great i just personally haven't been feeling like it's the right thing for me at the moment and also it's kind of it's weird to be at home and i've become very introverted as i'm sure most of us have mm -hmm. but i'm not really dealing with issues as much as i used to when i was going out a lot so I have this like false sense of calm <laughs> in the fact that I'm not being triggered as much as I used to. Yeah, it's interesting. Right? We we kind of create our own little. Um, um, I'm thinking of the analogy of like the the eye of the storm of kind of kind of hurricane, mm -hmm. where we kind of like it's probably super noisy and triggery around us, but we kind of create <laughs> we kind of control our environment. And the, which but we're in the calm part. All is yeah, well. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but as soon as we as soon as we, we want to step out, we're kind of out. Um, yeah, I mean, I tell a lot of people, oh, especially young people um, mm -hmm. who are like freaking out about like, is this going to, because, you know, uh, I'm sure for you, oh, and for yeah. all of us, the number of scary. triggers goes goes up and up and up. And so people are like, yeah. oh, my God, some some people have talked to you about, you know, or have been institutionalized already before college. And so it's like, mm -hmm. but I tell people, yeah, yeah, you know, as you get older, yeah, you, I'm not going to lie. Your triggers might get more numerous, but you have more control over your environment. Yes, and, 100%. Um, and you know and you also have experience with right knowing that you can get through it knowing how maybe what you need you like pick up tips and tricks for yourself on how to get through it do you know and what gave me yeah. hope mm -hmm. my mom has 
I mean, you know, she hasn't eradicated it from herself <laughs> at all. But she always tells me that she spent a good chunk of her childhood and early adulthood kind of forcing herself to get through it. Well, also because she didn't know what it was. But she got to a point where she is able to tune things out now as an adult. And she's able to not notice things and not be bothered by them. And she's just like found this way to completely mm. be Zen. And it's very, uh, it's exciting that that's potentially the future for us. <laughs> yeah, to try to really tune things out. And part mm -hmm. of it might just be like um, being really into what you're doing in the moment, like you're starting to experience with you know, some of the jobs you're at. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, and I, yeah, I, I, like a broken record, I tell people before meals, <laughs> just kind of like, you know, tell your brain before you start, sit down, before you sit down, like, this is only going to be a 20, 30 minute thing. Like, mm -hmm. nothing's going to jump on you and, you know, maul you down. It's just <laughs> some sounds. Um, and yeah, like maybe focusing on something uh, without maybe getting OCD or something about it. But, you know, Absolutely. Like, um, that was one of the things that I did in those in those big lectures that I hated was I would just go online. I would just be if everyone's mm. on their computer, I can also be on my computer distracting myself with a screen, yeah. you know, like yeah. screens are good for helping, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And for this for stuff like this, yeah, you, you take what you can get. Um, mm -hmm. you when your mom was growing up, she did she have a, um, uh, you know, supportive surroundings? Was it um, adversarial. I'm just curious if she remembers how things were for her when she grew up. Yeah, I. she doesn't talk about it too much, but from what I know, I would assume that she kept it fully to herself, mm. I think. Because I think she mentioned a couple times that potentially her parents might have shown certain signs mm. that they also had some type of issue with sounds, but... yeah. I don't think that they ever spoke about it openly and she's also like you know similar to me very not wanting to impose on others very much wanting to you know fight her own demons on her own time so right. i i think that she just really just kept it fully to herself i think that was right. why she was so surprised when i was like i need help with this this is bad <laughs> 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 was she wondering like why don't you know, chloe just you know, <laughs> why just don't you like, go out. to your room and just yeah. figure it yeah. out yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. just uh, ignore it for the rest of your life like i did Wait, yeah exactly <laughs> she's like look it worked <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh interesting um yeah and i i guess um yeah maybe uh yeah do you want to talk about some of the um uh you know are you know you, you you're doing a lot of creative stuff is that you said that I that's am. kind of like uh uh, a distraction but it is also is it also do you feel like kind of like um i don't know it's kind of like a therapy in itself where you kind of do you find yourself putting your emotions in there maybe oh you're triggered earlier in the day and it's like you can kind of draw on that kind of whatever that emotion is and put it oh in your definitely absolutely yeah especially with acting and singing specifically mm -hmm. i'm mm -hmm. i'm I, I i think they go hand in hand i think it's fun to act when you're singing <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah yeah i've definitely done a couple of auditions where i've been upset and then i've like cried in the audition in a scene where there's crying and been like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was useful <laughs> yeah exactly um no it's it's really good i i'm baseline an emotional person i don't know if that has anything to do with 
my misophonia or if I'm just like an emotional person, but it is nice to be able to kind of vent them out via an angry song or, you know, an upsetting scene, something where you can kind of allow yourself to experience those things and, and let it be okay and let it kind of come out, which for me is definitely what I, I always need to let it out. Otherwise I just can stay angry and upset for like days. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let it fester. Do you consider yeah, yourself like a, um, uh, like a, it's called like a highly sensitive person. Like you feel more yep. self aware of like, I've not seen just the YouTube how you're videos, feeling. Yeah. yeah. But like how, you know, you're able to, I mean, it's to be a superpower. Like you're able to kind of read other people in mm. the room a lot better. Uh, I don't know. I, I definitely sometimes feel like I kind of have a good command over what everyone's, you know, feeling. Oh, in the absolutely. Room. Yeah. And do you think, I mean, it, it, is it maybe because we're so attuned to what other people are doing at all times? Like we're listening to the sounds they're making. We're seeing if, they've noticed that we're upset. We're seeing how they're, you know, I, I wonder if that's related at all. I think it's, yeah. I mean, I think it's more, more general, like hyper awareness of what's, mm -hmm. what's around. It's like somehow maybe the way we grew up, we were just, um, yeah, yeah as we were t toddlers, just going to preschool, or whatever, just kind of somehow <laughs> we were more attuned to the, what other kids were feeling or what was, you know, yeah. what, you know, what parents and teachers maybe were thinking and feeling. And then like somehow kind of like, progressed into um maybe a hypersensitivity to, to some mm -hmm. of these things because uh, obviously it's not just sounds I'm, I'm assuming you're uh you're glaring at people who are chewing gum from across from when you can't <laughs> even hear them or eating oh yeah um, i i also have yeah. i also have misokinesia so yeah right sadly right. yep <laughs> so you know someone shaking their leg sure mm -hmm. i'm gonna notice that <laughs> yeah i yeah. also i mean i also have like general social anxiety so i'm also really attuned to other people in that way like are are they do they hate me are they thinking gotcha. something negative about me did i say something and someone's reacting poorly you know I'm, I'm definitely like very aware of other people so that part of it and yeah i mean you can see how a lot of these things overlap do, does that i mean mm -hmm. it's with kind of the vocations that that you chose that's that must be kind <laughs> of um yeah uh, yeah i mean that's a lot to negotiate i mean i it that oh, sometimes yeah. it's gonna be difficult yeah and I mean, oh, not yeah. just the chip guy in the back, but uh, a lot of that stuff. But I mean, maybe there's some tools that you learned to get through that that can be useful for misophonia. Um, are there? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Do you just let yourself kind of like take a break? I mean, I'm sure you take breaks many times whenever you need to. That's <laughs> that's a, definitely a strength is being being able to have that agency. I'm, yeah, I'm curious, kind of how you how you how you go through all that. Totally. I think that one is probably more of an age thing. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not 90 years old, but I am, I, I am in my mid-20s. I have an eight, I just talked to an 87 year old, so that'll be coming <laughs> Did you really? Oh, I'm so point. excited yeah. to listen to that. Yeah. Yay. Um, oh, that's going to be so interesting. Um, I, I do think that I'm approaching that age where you kind of start to get a feel for who you are and how you can handle things and mm -hmm. you start to build up a little repertoire of go to helpful things. <laughs> right. um, I, I think a lot of it is just remembering that I will always be meaner to myself than other people will always like that's mm. just a given. I I'm 
always assuming that people don't like me. I'm always assuming that I'm doing the wrong thing. And really and truly, 99% of the time, that's not happening. I'm a generally <laughs> likable, kind person. <laughs> but in my brain, it's like, you know, a little war. So, yeah. Just, do you, um, not, it's like, I mean, I guess tangents are good. Do you find that that kind of ebbs <laughs> and flows a little bit? Like, are there certain times of the day or, cause I, hmm. I, I actually had that last night where I couldn't, I just couldn't sleep because I don't know, just, I felt like, like, you know, everything I was doing was not good enough and people were going to, oh, you know, um, oh, I'm sorry. Me and stuff like, well, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's, it's the it worst. It's the worst. While, but, but no, then, I empathize uh, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm sure I joked about it and laughed about it to myself and went to sleep though. But uh, oh, absolutely. but yeah, it's it's yeah. And for actually for a while, I'm gonna turn this into me. There was uh, many years, <laughs> I think, especially in college, where it was like if I woke up between the hours of 4 a.m. and 6 a.m., I knew I was gonna mm. be super depressed. All the all the <gasps> everything I think about is super depressed. And then as soon as it hit 6 a.m., somehow light bulb went on and I was I was like totally fine. Oh, that's fascinating. So I don't know if it's something about that time, but or oh that's so interesting do you know what for me it's if i undersleep or if i oversleep mm. if i don't sleep yeah. enough it you know i think i made a meme about this recently but like triggers are 15 times worse my my fuse is like a centimeter oh yeah. you know <laughs> everything is upsetting everything is a problem <laughs> right. and that is too little sleep and then if i sleep too much i'm like okay well we all have this one life on earth and I have spent it sleeping. I am a disgrace. Nothing will ever be accomplished in my lifetime. <laughs> it, you know, like <laughs> really yeah. sw the pendulum swings quite far. <laughs> right. I think sleep is, why is sleep so important? It really does seem to be very important for us. Yeah. Well, for music phones or just uh, the, um, I, maybe the human race. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, that's when, um, it's not it's not just physical rest it's 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 like uh mental rest but also uh mm -hmm. you know the short-term memories go into long-term memories and i think your brain mm. does a lot of like uh sweeping and vacuuming and stuff um oh, I so love i think that. i think i think your just brain is actually i think it i don't know if um, i may be well no I'm, I'm being completely scientifically accurate but i i, I think that maybe <laughs> your uh your brain is actually more active sometimes at night than kind of in the daytime mm -hmm. um you know, especially if you're just sitting around watching TV, but there's a, there's a lot that gets taken care of overnight, I think. So, um, isn't that cool? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's so cool of our brains to do that for us. Mm hmm. Yeah. Big yeah. fan. Big fan. A little uh, backup, scheduled backup there. Um, <laughs> Obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, you know, that's just like such a, such an interesting thing about, misophonia people and also just like humans in general the fact that we can be so hyper focused on certain things that maybe don't matter it's just like mm. evolutionarily i always wonder what was the point of making me stress about that conversation i had two weeks ago like evolutionarily what 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 is <laughs> what's the end goal of that well remember, i think remember evolution is evolution is like a, a lot of experiments like it doesn't always mm. go into one straight line that's when like branches of people and maybe branches of characteristics and and thinking thought processes die off not that we're going to oh, die that'd off be exciting. Misophonia, but i think i think <laughs> i think part of it is um uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these feelings, like these lizard brain feelings, are just like uh, ancient, like real threat levels that you mm. know, threats that uh, or are, are, are the part of our brain that is 
meant to recognize those threats and maybe it's just you know our brain is always evolving we just yeah. maybe we're maybe we're in this one little uh, experiment of like hey what if i just freak out over every cent <laughs> yeah everything uh, you know we're just in a simulation anyways so right right well that's the other <laughs> I, <right. think, laughs> I think i was reading something recently or saw something somewhere about how in ye olden times it was a lot about physical survival and now because we've kind of padded our existence with so much comfort like you know with mm -hmm. homes and appliances and things made very easy for some of us that yeah. the new survival thing is social survival that's like the new thing that we're all tackling so everybody's trying to be the best at socialization and finding a partner through socialization and that that kind of seems to be where we're at. I thought that was like, I was like, okay, if that's the reason for my anxiety, like, sure, I'll take mm -hmm. it. I'm, 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 I'm down. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, not to, not to, not to give the cliche that, you know, the world's accelerating and getting more kind of mm -hmm. intense, but there, I mean, there is something <laughs> about that where there must be a, well, maybe, maybe there is a point where we're not, you know, our ability to evolve is being outpaced by the level of change. And then we're just kind of like maybe short circuiting in some places. Mm -hmm. um, and Absolutely. maybe we'll evolve eventually, but there could be, you know, now a lot of stuff has changed in the last hundred years in terms of sounds and uh, our uh, oh, need yeah. to focus on things. And uh, it could be just that we're not, maybe we're not keeping up and, but yeah, well, it's a, yeah, interesting, interesting to think about. And uh, Oh, absolutely. I wonder if cave people had misophonia. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, all you heard back then was what <laughs> crackle of fire and, and the wind. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm sure they didn't and have probably a lot manners. of babies. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Babies, from yeah. right, I watched the Flintstones. <laughs> there was not a lot of eating manners back in the day. But there were babies, and they were cute. Right, right. Those Flintstone um, babies. Yeah, uh, that was Flintstones was probably before your time. I don't know if you. You have probably watched reruns. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> a couple. I also, yeah. I don't know if this is telling of anything, but I ate Flintstone vitamins growing oh, up. Oh, hey, I did too. Yeah. Maybe there's something <laughs> there. Should be my first oh, question. Oh, no, the they're causing misophonia. <laughs> what did you, what, what multivitamins did your parents give you when? <laughs> we are just completely slandering a very good company, and I'm here right. for it. <laughs> They start getting letters like, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be picketing in front of the Flintstones. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Support the cause. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> you, so, yeah, I guess you were saying kind of, uh, you know, in, in ye old times, do you want to mm -hmm. uh, maybe kind of like briefly give a, uh, a little shout out to some of your other ventures? Um, uh, I love the Historically Badass broads if oh, i'm saying that correctly um uh, podcast yes, yes. Yeah, amazing idea um <laughs> and there are some that yeah there are some great ones um, thank you so much and how did yeah how, how did that come around and and you know as um yeah do you want to tell a little bit about that i'm I, curious it, i don't want to get into your youtube channel too <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> you're like my mom i appreciate it <laughs> my mom's always like she does so much stuff you gotta check it out <laughs> um it started similarly to the meme account. It was a friend, um, an actor friend, and 
she's a history buff. She studied mm -hmm. history, specifically medieval history in college, if I'm getting that right. And she was kind of telling me about Henry VIII's wives when we were hanging out once, <laughs> which in retrospect is funny. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought it was really interesting. And I potentially because of misophonia didn't listen too much in my history class growing up there the you know I wasn't a bad student but I, I did have an active imagination and so I missed a lot of interesting stuff and and like she always says we also aren't taught that much about these really cool women in history they mm -hmm. they just I don't know if it's there's no time on the syllabus or you know I'm sure there are other reasons but we just don't really learn about them and so we came up with the idea for a podcast where she would surprise me with a new person each month and kind of tell me about it. And I play the role of the everyday man who doesn't know anything about this and mm -hmm. is curious and wants to know more. And we try to make it funny and interesting. But honestly, exactly the same thing. We didn't really think anyone would listen to it. And we really just did it for fun, <laughs> like yeah. in, in on the floor of her apartment, sharing a microphone, <laughs> like did, didn't think too much about it. But it, it has kind of turned into its own thing as well, which is really cool. Yeah. And and uh, bringing it back to a little bit to, 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 to misophonia, I, you know, I always mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure we all Google like historical people who may have had misophonia. Yes. Have you have you, have you uh, you know, oh there's, there's suspicions of. Kafka and uh, Arnold yep, yep, Schopenheimer, yep. the philosopher, mm -hmm. Charles Babbage is whined about, you know, because yep. shit was really loud back then, you know, when you had horses <laughs> around and, and, uh, and all oh, that stuff. Yeah. Any oh, interesting absolutely. kind of findings um, pre-1900 um, or pre-1950? Pre-1950? Hmm. I think uh, Dickens, maybe? Was Dickens one? There, there was... I there, feel like I may have seen that, yeah. Right? There's there's something about that. There was also something about, um, and I'm blanking on their name right now, but the person in oh, in England, the Prime Minister of England, whose name I'm blanking on, like truly one of the most famous oh, Churchill? Prime Ministers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Churchill. I think I read somewhere. That's I don't think that's pre-1900s, but <laughs> Churchill. No, no, yeah. Yeah, Churchill was a big one. Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there was something about I, I read a story, and again, I you know I'm not fact checking any of this, so <laughs> grain of salt. It's fine, but... is it this fact checking <laughs> very pre 2000? So. Yeah, who fact checks anyways? Um, then there was a story about someone was walking outside his window whistling, <laughs> and he was like, absolutely not. And he started World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's actually little known fact the cause of World War II, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I think he like made his servant go outside and make the person leave or something. He like needed absolute quiet whenever he was doing anything. I don't know. I mean, yeah. if you're asking me, that seems that seems pretty in in line with this with this yeah. disorder. <laughs> yep, yep. Could, could be. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if I'd heard Churchill. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a big one. I mean, he was always knee deep in whiskey too, which is not a <laughs> not a good thing to be on. When you're no, very not sensitive particularly. To <laughs> um, I think he also, I, there's there's something about um, it's just the fact that he was like so angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, it's a good person you know, to have in control, of right? And, yeah, I wonder if he was like constantly being triggered and was like, I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> Stop right, whistling, right? 
there's also that thing about like can you imagine not being bothered by things it's like so far beyond my scope of under like there's a part of me that's like well of course he was bothered by whistling like that's not misophonia like that's just annoying for everyone but then i'm Mm -hmm. reminded time and time again (laughs) that's actually not how people feel (laughs) yeah yeah it always amazes me when people say they were doing yeah like if they're making some weird sounds that it's like there's nothing wrong with them they're just being completely normal i just i my brain just cannot uh understand (sighs) that (laughs) i mean it wants half of it wants to half of it doesn't Absolutely. Ever can. People who say like, oh yeah, that was a little annoying, but then I just like stopped paying attention to it. Yeah. What? You stopped? You were you were in control of stopping paying attention to it? Well, I think wow. a lot of people also try to self-medicate as, you know, we've, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm sure happens with, um, you know, alcohol, maybe Churchill <laughs> was doing that or, or, <laughs> or, or, or drugs. Have you ever tried to, I don't know, self-medicate on or or maybe I have honestly I have not I'm sure I well no I definitely shouldn't say that I I'm sure it would work that's a bad thing to say I I'm assuming it could work <laughs> I think it could I, to I, a I certain, haven't tried like, it certain yeah. levels and certain types but yeah I, I I think it's rarely um yeah it really stays within, <laughs> within the useful <laughs> level let's put it right that way. and then if you become addicted and you can't be right. without it that's that's its own issue that is now right. beginning. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not a that good isn't. Place I mean, the on the rare occasions that I've been drunk, I don't think I've noticed misophonia. But you know, I'm sure there were. I'm sure I was just focused on other things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like a night out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually loud. Yep. Well, cool. Uh, yeah, we're we're heading to a. Uh, about an hour um i don't i know we could go on well we might have to have you no. on at some, a, a, another another point later, so fast. But, uh, i know i always tell people um <laughs> but uh yeah anything yeah anything else you want to share I mean, obviously we'll you know i'll have like uh not that people need reminding but all the links to your accounts and and mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot um anything <laughs> kind of else you want to you want to tell people as we uh you know about your your experience of misophonia and 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 maybe also based on what you've heard um, in some mm-hmm. of your DMs. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think the the main thing that I, I try to tell people is that they're not as alone that they, as they think they are. I think that's a really big thing. I, I think not that that therapist was right because I don't want to give her credit for anything. No, but it no, can be a very isolating. Down. Yeah, she's, she's incorrect. But it can be very isolating for sure. And yeah. something that... I've heard a lot in my DMs is I felt so alone. You know, the people in my life don't understand and that makes me feel, uh, you know, X, Y, Z. And I think something that I'm always trying to tell people is that it's so much more common than we think it is. I mean, I remember finding out that the Misophonia Reddit had like 40,000 people on it. Yeah, yeah. And to think that those are the people who looked it up and found that specific page you know there there's so many other people who don't know what the name for it is don't know if they have enough of a problem with sounds to identify with it Mm -hmm. you know don't even think that that it's like not even in in their brain but they definitely have it i mean it is so much more common than we think it is and at least for me that that just makes me feel so not alone so much more understood, so much more validated. 
so much happier in a way. Again, I'm really not happy that people have it, but like, no, I know, you know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> like happier that we can all commiserate and understand. And also, I mean, huge shout out to what you're doing with your podcast, because hearing firsthand experiences from people who have it, people who are talking about things that they don't think even matter, like even just like little things that they mention while they're talking to you have stuck out to me so much and meant so much to me where I'm like, oh, I, I identify with that. I thought that that was just me. That's crazy. You know, I, okay. I think things like that can really be comforting. And also the fact I my I also like the first thing I did was I binged all of the episodes where you had some type of psychologist or like right. professional on. And yeah. hearing about the research being done and the people who are taking it seriously, even if they're not being paid, which is like the goodness of their hearts is incredible. But like mm -hmm. knowing that people are taking it seriously, knowing that it's real, knowing that you can come talk to me in my DMs. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are very happy to talk about it because I mean, this is an example. I've been talking about this like nonstop for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm just so excited to talk about it because I'm so embarrassed about it otherwise. You know, I'm like yeah. grappling with that, but like to talk to people who understand, like feel free to reach out to people. There are people who understand. There are people who can give you tips on what to do. There are people who know the difficulty that you're going through and, you know, you don't have to feel like it's your own struggle. I think that's, that's like the number one thing I always try to tell people because it's so moving when you, when you really realize how true it is. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great words. Can, can have said it better myself. Um, yeah. And, and, and also yeah. memes, you know, laugh at memes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You said, I try to tell people like that. Yeah. Laughing about it helps. And yeah, the fact Absolutely. that uh, a musicon is, is doing things to make people laugh. I mean, that's, that's huge. So thank Yeah. Thank you for everything <laughs> you're doing. And um, yeah, you're helping a lot of people. This, this conversation is going to hey, help a too. lot of people too. <laughs> wow. Wasn't that great? Thank you, Chloe. Yes, maybe uh, later this year or next, we'll, we'll have to have you back on. If you liked this episode, don't forget to leave a quick review or just hit the five stars wherever you listen to this podcast. You can hit me up by email at hello at Misophonia Podcast or go to the website misophoniapodcast.com. It's even easier just to send me a message on uh, Instagram, in my DMs at Misophonia Podcast. Follow there or Misophonia Podcast on Facebook. Support the show if you can by visiting the Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. The music, as always, is by Moby. And until next week, wishing you peace and quiet.